When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm your host, Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk or anywhere you get your podcast, the Pittsburgh Steelers Fell to the Philadelphia Eagles in week eight, 35 to 13, another rough loss for the Steelers. But I think one that might have generated enough momentum to make some real change here in Pittsburgh. But as always, it's a little gloomy outside, a little rainy. It's Halloween. So happy Halloween, my friend. How are you feeling? Thank you. Happy Halloween. You have, your, really... you have your costume? You, no, uh, I, you... I don't have a costume, to be honest with you. Here's here's my problem with that, okay? I Thank you. Thank you for bringing this up. I've been waiting all week. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, let's really thoughts. get into it. Let's. Yes, yes. Halloween. So Halloween costumes, right? You want a costume. No matter how old you are, you should be able to wear a costume. How do you feel mm-hmm. about scary costumes? Like a mask? Nothing like super intense. Just like a little something scary. Um, Not for me, but I don't, I don't mind them on, on anyone else. Don't mind them though, right? Like there's no problem. No. Okay, let me ask this. If you were a kid and you were going trick-or-treating and you went to a house where the guy answered the door and like he had like a little devil mask on or something, like that's okay, right? Expected to a degree because it's Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. My fiance has been giving me a fit for two weeks now about how I can't go and buy a mask to hand out candy to trick-or-treaters. This is the first time we live in like a real like Neighborhood, neighborhood with kids like i get that they're little but i'm just saying like i'm not going to scar this child it's four years old mm-hmm. it's not going to remember me in an hour mm-hmm. you know i can answer the door with a mask yes right? I, that yeah she doesn't sound like she's in the spirit i think she needs to get a exactly. little more festive a little bit yeah. more festive she's not mm-hmm. she just shut me down she also said that you have to sit on the porch no, to hand out no. can right thank you no, half you the That's game insane. is ringing you... the ringing the doorbell yeah what the hell is that that's no i've never heard of that before thank no. you thank you i was told i can't because i i made it a bit i was like dude i'm so excited our living room is near the front door now we could like watch movies or whatever mm. she's like no you gotta sit on the front porch i'm like it's freezing cold it's october in pittsburgh what are you talking about you have to sit on the front yeah. either way it's happy halloween uh you know wish mm. that Wish that I could go scare some kids tonight, but we'll just wait until I have a kid in 10 years and then and I'm just going to send them. Yeah, I'm just going to send them to go do it and be like, God, your mom can't yell at you if you wear a scary mask and scare children. So have fun. Hell yeah. Live, pro- I'll live prosperity or uh, whatever the word is through you. I don't know. Vicariously through you. Vicariously. Thank you. Thank you. It's Thank early, you. like I said. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, 35 13, another very embarrassing loss. Afterwards, everybody sounded mad. There was no, oh, we'll get better. There was no, you know, we just got to stick to the game plan. At this point, the message was very clear. If nothing changes, we are, as Kenny Pickett put it, quote, unquote, insane. 
I think I agreed. I, I'm not saying that's exactly how he said it, but it was very clear. Everybody said that at this point, things need to change. We'll start with this. What was your biggest takeaway from that game? You watched a 35-13 absolute blowout. Was there anything that stuck out like, oh, man, this is this is the end of this? Uh, yeah, it, it, I watched it and felt kind of the same way that I did after the Bills loss, which kind of makes sense, like two, two bad blowout losses. But just the talent disparity between the teams that the Steelers want to be like and the Steelers themselves is is pretty apparent. Um, you know, the Eagles were just like, y- y- you know, we do this kind of song and dance every week leading up to the game. Like, okay, how can the Steelers win this? You know, what's their path to victory? Even if it's unlikely, how can we map out, you know, how the Steelers can win and pull off an upset? Um, it-, it was just so unclear how they were ever going to to do this and kind of pull something off like that. Um, Cause they were just, they were just in such a hole already. Like by, as soon as they took the field, they were just, they were already the worst team out there. Um, yep. And that was, and that's just a tough place to start from. Yep. You got the vibe. Like you got the vibe even after chase Claypool threw a touchdown. Like if that's what happened, if that's how you had to get into the end zone at that point, you're already fighting a downward battle. And I looked at that moment and everybody was freaking out like, oh, yeah, here we go. This is the spark, blah, 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 blah. My first thought was this is this is bad in two ways. One, why? Why Why did like, you telling me that Najee Harris, your first round pick a year ago, an offensive line, Derek, Derek Watt, Kenny Pickett, who loves to sneak the ball in. None of that could get you into the end zone. You had to rely on Chase Claypool throwing a touchdown pass to Derek Watt. And two. If, you know, that was just your best option at the time because it was fourth and, you know, a half and you really just needed to get in. Where has that been all season long? Because I have watched Najee Harris take handoffs and get nowhere three times in a row at the goal line. I've watched incomplete passes at the goal line. I've watched Kenny Pickett throw fades to Deontay Johnson, six foot Deontay Johnson in the back of the end zone time and time again. Six foot. Yeah, exactly. And you're looking at week eight, and finally they decide to draw something up that changes the landscape and and gets you into the end zone. I I just like you're playing so desperately. Yeah, it was. I you know loved the creativity. Um, it was a good drive. You know, getting them that close. Um, to a certain extent, like football is football, and scoring touchdowns is scoring touchdowns. Don't really care how you do it, but yeah, it was. I more walked away from that drive thinking, okay, where was that creativity all year? Like you had to wait until it's more like the timing of having to pull it out at that point, I guess, than, than the fact that they actually had to do it to me. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Like where are you, wh- where has this been? It felt like a game where Matt Canada finally like realized like, yeah, this is probably the end for me or at least very close to the end for me. And I need to pull out all my bags of tricks. Like if you, if I don't get something to work, nothing's going to work and everybody already wants me out. So, and Mm. did you see his reaction? Did you see the reaction of Matt Canada after they scored that touchdown? The dude jumped up like they just won the Super Bowl. And immediately Mm. my thought was like, dude, it's seven, seven. It's, it's Mm. seven, seven. This is the second drive of the game. And you're freaking out because your team scored a touchdown on the half yard line. I mean, mm-hmm. 
you know, you're supposed to act like you've been there before, but Matt Canada hasn't been there before. And at this point, it's becoming very apparent. There, there's a lot of mm-hmm. other things. I mean, A.J. Brown absolutely scorching the defense. Yeah, I, you could say whatever you want. You could make an excuse for Akella Witherspoon or not make an excuse for Akella Witherspoon. You can make an excuse for Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, that was just really, really bad. And I think at this point, you kind of look at that defense and just say, yeah, they are beat up and they've played a lot of minutes. But, you know, at the same time, like maybe there's enough holes here where there is co- some concern of they're not as good as we expected them to be as well. And I think that some of that some of that goes into the depth. Some of that goes into the fact that they can't get off the football field on third and shorts, fourth and shorts, you know, the whole nine. So I would say the defense as a whole, I don't know if you have a takeaway on the defense, but wasn't impressed on that side of the ball either. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is that they just need stars to play like stars. Like you need your best players to be your best players. And yesterday, mm-hmm. Minka Fitzpatrick, their best player right now was not their best player. Um, yep. They're like, you know, Getting mossed by AJ Brown is one thing, but yeah. on that, I think it was the first touchdown. Like Minka just let an interception like float above him for way too long and it just got snatched out of the air. Like that's a ball he's got to go get. And that's a play yeah. that he's got to make if he is, again, the guy that we think he is, the guy that he hopes he is, the guy that the Steelers need him to be. Um, and I think that's just kind of been the story of the season for so far for the defense is that when their best players show up, they're they're a pretty good defense. But when they don't, you're relying on a lot of depth or, um, you know, you're relying on depth that's not very good or yep. players that that are being asked a little bit too much of them, though. So, I mean, and that goes hand in hand with not having T not having TJ out there for so long. Um, but, yeah, it's like they need – again, they just need their best players to be their best players. And yesterday I didn't think their best players played well enough. No, their best players – did not play well enough. And we've hit the point where, you know, you can't expect Minka Fitzpatrick to win you games. You can't expect the defense to win you games. Like, I mean, we're going to, we're about to talk to, about Bill Cower here in a second, but he was pretty spot on. Like you came into the season with the expectation that the defense could win you games. The defense has not won you games and you've had no way to adjust and get everything right since then. And everything's just gotten dramatically worse. And you look at that and you know i don't know where the blame goes or or who you could lay anything on at this point because i think it's a it's a group effort of just failure but the game plan didn't work from the jump and there was no plan b for the pittsburgh steelers so here we are 2 and 6 i think that's their that's their plan b it's it's rough um i do want to talk about bill cowrie called out the pittsburgh steelers and their management of Kenny Pickett yesterday after the game. This is what he had to say. You're transitioning into a new quarterback, okay? And right now I get worried about his confidence because I've seen this happen to other quarterbacks. Talk, uh, Take the ball out of his hands, he continued. Don't ask him to do as much as you're asking him to do. It's about, it's about a philosophy on offense that says, listen, what's the best part of your team? It's going to be the defensive side. That's worn down after a period of time. There's no margin for error there. You have to somehow shorten a game with that quarterback, and it goes back to running the ball. I'd put him back under center. Don't put him back there to get sacked six times a game. What's in the best interest is to develop this quarterback, who's your quarterback of the future, without destroying his confidence. I think that's pretty spot on. Like You listen to Bill Cower, and it's everything anybody said 
all season long. This team should not be winning or losing because of Kenny Pickett. And right now they're losing because of Kenny Pickett. And that's the last thing that you want if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. So I like I, I follow what Cow is saying. Um, you know, playing ball control and like shortening. He talked a little bit about shortening games too and just kind of leaning on that defense more. But he also talked about like leaning on the run game, which is like not just like they can't do like they can't run. Yeah, the ball. it's unexistent. Like, and it's so, so it's like, OK, we're going to lean on running the ball for the rest of the season. We're going to average our what three yards per carry or something like that. You know, it's not going to be like like if you want to go lean on the run, then you're just accepting that you're not going to to move the ball at all. And I don't know how that shortens game for you games for you. That just shortens how long your offense is going to be on the field. It's going to exasperate yeah. these problems that that Bill's really worried about. Um, and, and I think that just like, I don't, I don't know what they're good at on offense. No, like, they're not good on anything on offense. That's, I think that's the issue is if you could get one thing that you're good at, like the running game, I agree with, I agree with you. There's no running game. So you can't put that on the defense or you can't put that on the offense. You, you can't put the defense and say that has to go win us games at this point. It's, you have to find something that works somewhere and stick to it the pro i think the problem is and like you know bill's words maybe not super correct but i think the message as a whole was correct Mm -hmm. the problem is is that the steelers mindset from their offensive coordinator is well if we stick to the game plan and keep pushing it out things things will work eventually and Mm -hmm. I, i mean they're not they're just that's just what it comes down to is they're not, it's not working. And to continue and say, okay, well, well, if we keep going, it's going to be a tremendous offense. If we keep grinding, it's going to be a tremendous offense. Well, no, it's not because you're just throwing dirt, you're throwing dirt on a pile of dirt and saying, Hey, you know, something's got to happen here. It's got to get better. And it's just, it's just not. So I agree with Cower, but I agree with you as well. Like the message is clear. Maybe his, you know, his fix is not very clear, but there does need to be a fix. Yeah. And I get what he's saying about Kenny's confidence, but like, do you feel like Kenny's confidence has been shaken at all? Like, I don't know. No, but I, I, I do worry about really the rest of it. I think the rest of it, like you could tell Najee's confidence is gone. Uh, you could mm-hmm. tell that Kenny's, you know, Kenny's frustrated. He, mm-hmm. that's, that's as clear as day. You know, I think a lot of other guys are, are frustrated. George Pickens is, non-existent right now that's got to be weighing on them to some degree you know you you definitely have guys that are taking this even if it's not Kenny Pickett that you're trying to build a team around for the next you know five to ten seasons that you are just literally throwing into the dirt and saying well I think George is the biggest one like you could probably find another running back running backs are not super hard to come by Mm -hmm. but to find another George Pickens is is almost impossible and if the fact that Matt Canada and this offense has literally ignored him and just said, you know, we'll figure it out at some point. He's not really involved in the game plan right now makes no sense whatsoever. And it's got, it's gotta be weighing on him and it's gotta be frustrating. And you gotta wonder how long until, you know, he's a wide receiver and I don't like to, I don't, I don't want to, you know, subject anybody by their position, but he's a wide receiver and most wide receivers are divas. And at some point you gotta wonder when that's going to snap and he's going to start getting angry that the offense isn't working and they're not even giving him an opportunity. 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm sure he's frustrated. I, I like. Yeah. Um. I don't know. <laughs> I, I. Do you not agree with the Pickens statement? No, I just I like. I think Pickens wants the ball. I don't. I don't know. Like, it'd be weird. Like, even the most diva of wide receivers don't aren't like you know debating trades after their rookie year or anything like no that. no i don't um, think it's gonna do that i think it's gonna be more of a like it, it it kills his attitude early you know what i mean like like right now george pickens is a very happy go lucky guy super super you know smiling and confident mm-hmm. all the time and you don't want to see him turn into I don't know. There's not an example in Pittsburgh right now, but like you you just don't want to see that go away. Not not before mm-hmm. there's success. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't mm-hmm. want to kill his attitude to the point where he just expects a team to stink. Because you've se- you've seen that from a lot of guys in the NFL and I think the Steelers mm-hmm. are on the verge of making a lot of guys really miserable playing football. Well, I think if George Pickens kind of I think if his attitude can be kind of easily undone by one bad season, one bad half of a season, one bad two-thirds of a season, however you want to say it, then the Steelers were in a worse position drafting him than than I guess we realized. Like, that's that's just not something that should happen to a player in the NFL, like, much less someone who's played eight games in the NFL so far. Like, that, I don't know. I, that, I don't know. I guess that's not that's not exactly a solution or a, or anything like that. But it's just I I would be really surprised if this if this has been enough because it's not like George Pickens hasn't had any hasn't been productive at all. Like his mm-hmm. like he scored his, his first touchdown two weeks ago. Um, I don't know. It, like it felt like he was. I think that was the most disappointing part to me was that he had put together a couple good games in a row and then completely non-existent. Completely, like, but. You don't think that like would weigh from, on you? I think it would weigh on him, but it just seems so soon for us to like start thinking about how his entire career is going to be, or entire career in Pittsburgh is going to be undone because of because you know. of one bad season. I I get what you're saying there. Maybe I am being a little over dramatic, but at the same time, I, I just think that there's a lot of guys that you're going to put a big damper on their year. And you got to wonder how long that's going to be before, like, you know, Najee Harris at this point, like, are you thinking this is just a one-year deal for Najee Harris? Or are you starting to worry that Najee's, you know, hitting a point where maybe things are going more downhill than uphill when it comes to, you know, the trajectory of his career? Yeah, I don't, I mean, you might know a little bit, you might know this a little bit better, have a little bit better of a perspective on this, but just like, it's getting harder and harder to like the further we get away from those foot injuries, the more and more it's like the harder and harder it's getting to say, Oh, well he's still, you know, dealing with these things. Like he looks a little slow, but you can kind of explain it away with, with this stuff. Like that's getting much harder to do. If that makes it, any sense. No, exactly. But that's what I mean. Like you've, we've started to hit that point with, Najee Harris I think fans hit that point with Deontay Johnson two years ago unfortunately and I'm worried about who's next you know like how far does the snowball go because because that's what it is like it's a it's it's really a how long are the Steelers going to progress in downward 
before they make a change to start progressing upward. And I mean, it, it comes down to Matt Canada, obviously. And it doesn't look like there's going to be, I mean, right now, like just sitting here today, if there was no change, you have to wonder, okay, Najee's already affected by this. I would guess that Kenny's next. I would guess after that, it's George Pickens at some point, you know, when does Pat Fryermuth become involved? I think Chase Claypool's already been involved. You know, like it, he's just dragging everybody down with him. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. I'm not saying it's individual players who are going to drag themselves down. It's how many people are going to be dragged down with Matt Canada because the dude's just he's just driving mm-hmm. a train into a wall, and you got to hope that the impact isn't big enough that you got to start from scratch and that you could actually form these building blocks. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. Is like how mm-hmm. how bad can it get where it has longer effects than just this season? That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's a good question. I don't, I don't really know. Um, I think if you're the Steelers, you're kind of, you're kind of hoping that these guys have some better mental toughness than that. But you also yeah. have to show them a plan for the future. Like you can't just say, "Trust me, dude." To all these guys that you've drafted in the first round, and say, "Your career's in my hands," but, but trust me, you know we're gonna figure this out. Yeah. Um, it there just needs to be a, a a better plan, I guess. You have to like show that you are you are serious about getting things better, and I think that's exactly. I don't know. Like even exactly. you know, it, whatever change it is, there's got to be there's got to be something to show that at least even if you don't have all the answers right now, that you are trying to find them. And it doesn't seem exactly. I, like I don't know if they are. Um, it, they're not. They're definitely not. I mean, what have you seen anything that says? It seems like the players are. The players are desperately looking for answers, mm-hmm. but not the coaching staff. And I think that's a good way to transition here is have we hit that point? You know, like I think there's there's two major changes that the Pittsburgh Steelers can make right now. That's Matt Canada being fired or at least being removed from play calling duties and Jalen Warren replacing Najee Harris I think those are the only two that you look at and think that's that's realistic change for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the next two weeks we'll start with Najee do you expect that to be a real thing or do you think that's just uh there's no way that's going to happen he's your first round pick last year you know he's going through a rough patch even if maybe he doesn't deserve it and you know just to kind of add to that let me find the quotes here real quick because Najee had, I don't know if you saw this. I saw this this morning after the game, Najee goes, excuse me. I've never had a stat like that before. He's referring to the four rushes for zero yards in the first half. I can't make a hole. I can't do everything. I try to control what I could control. I don't know what more I can do other than just vocalize it. At the end of the day, everybody has to do their job. You read that and then you see, are you read that and you kind of agree because you know there are a lot of runs where there's nothing at all guys guys are two yards into the backfield before he even touches the football but then there's moments like when he caught the ball in the flat and they needed three yards and he decided to try to juke everybody and their mother out and gain zero yards juke no one it was the worst it was the worst head fake of all time and you you look at that and go that one's a hundred percent on you so I mean, is there a change? Is there no change? I don't know. What do you expect? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll be whole like I don't think it'll be wholeheartedly like Jalen Warren's first string tomorrow, you know, like on the first depth chart or whatever of um but I they they need to give Jalen Warren the ball more. Like yeah. he's just he's I don't know, Najee's talking a lot about, you know, I can't make every hole, I can't, you know, do this and that. And I, I, I totally get what he's saying. Um, like there's so many runs where he's getting blown up in the backfield, like you said, before he can he can even really get going. But I don't know. Jalen Warren's running behind that same offensive line and I don't see the same problems. I, I yep. don't know. Like do the math. Like Jalen Warren's also been like a threat in the passing game. He's been in, like no matter what you ask this guy to do, he's done it. I don't, you know, I feel like it's as simple as that. Like one guy is making the most of his touches and the other guy is not. Yep, exactly. That's what we're looking at right now. And I think that you do have to continue like more of a 50-50 split, especially Mm -hmm. because you don't want to give up on Najee. Right. Uh, Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. This doesn't have to be a complete, like, this isn't, this doesn't have to be throwing Najee in the garbage. Like this is, this can be, this can be a, hey, like, let's get you less touches, try to keep you more fresh while this season is let's let's be you know call a spade a spade like it's not probably not going to amount to anything meaningful so let's let's experiment let's get weird let's like give you some rest let's see what else we've got and let's see what what parts of this are are worth preserving as yeah exactly exactly that's exactly what you have to do and at some point Jalen Warren's got to out touch Najee Harris and you got to look at this offense and just pick the best things you could pick. And right now, Jalen Warren's one of them. I think honestly, Jalen Warren might be the most productive member of the offensive unit right now. Like the guy picked up more yards than literally anybody else yesterday. And it seems to be like an upward trajectory all season long. Like he just gets better every single game. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you don't want to kill Najee Harris's, you know, confidence and you don't want to put him in a bad spot. So you can't like remove him from the starting lineup, but I agree with you. You, you slowly take away his touches and give more of them to Jalen Warren until you have like that healthy mix of probably more Jalen Warren than Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. The other one is Matt Canada. And I think that's the most obvious one. Uh, Trey Essex, former right tackle for the Steelers tweeted out yesterday like yo he's got to go this is the end of it i think everybody is starting to feel the same way outside of the fans that somehow don't want to blame this on matt canada mm-hmm. do you think it do you think it happens do you think or are we just going to sit around and be disappointed again if i was a betting man I'd probably say they you are a betting man. stick with them don't act like you're not a betting man uh okay i actually <laughs> deleted i was losing too much so i deleted the fanduel app off of my phone which was my big my big move for this weekend um nice but um but yeah if 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 i had to put money down on whether or not they like matt canada finishes out this year as offensive coordinator it you'd be stupid not to bet that he that he does um just given recent history like history and track records and all that but um if they were gonna do it this would be the week to do it right yep like bye week to to you know get the new guy and you know installed and like get everyone comfortable with each other um but it's just like it's how much can you how much will throwing throwing sullivan in there like how much can you change your personality on offense like how much can you 
I don't know if you could at all. Can you? Like, can you leak non? Yeah. Do you like? Do you know what I'm asking? Like, can? Yeah. Like, okay. So you fire you fire Matt Canada. What's gonna? What's gonna meaningfully change? You know. I think so. Is it the playbook or is it the application of the playbook? I guess is is what I'm asking. See that I I get that. That's I think that's the part that kind of gets thrown under the bus a little bit or or forgotten about is. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've noticed, but my my catchphrases, I guess, in this episode are just awful. None of them are making any sense. As I'm speaking them, I'm like, that's not properly how you use that one. Um, brain's just not working. It, but you, I don't know. I think you aren't going to change your offense. Like, there, this, you can't change a scheme. You can't change the playbook. It's week nine. You're not going to ask your quarterback coach to go and implement entirely new things and then teach it to everybody in three practices before they take a break and then come back on Monday. But I think that what could change is your adjustments in game, which I think are by far the worst part of Matt Canada is that the fact that this guy scripts almost the entire game, it feels like. And if something goes wrong, he does not care. He just says, well, I have a script. I'm going to stick to my script and we're going to figure it out from there. Whereas Mm. in a normal coach, a good coach would go into the locker room at halftime at the end of the first quarter, whenever talk to his team and say, Hey, we got to change this. This has got to be adjusted here. Blah, blah, blah. Matt Canada doesn't do any of that. He just says, well, this offense could be tremendous. We don't have to make changes, but this offense could be tremendous. And then in the game, it seems like that's his same philosophy. It's like, well, we got a lot of talent. So, you know, as long as we keep doing our thing, we're going to work. No, this is the NFL. You adjust Mm -hmm. to the other team or you lose. And I think the Steelers have not adjusted one time to a team that they're playing. So I think that that would change. That's probably the only thing that would change. And I don't think that would win games, but I don't think the Steelers care. Like, you know, if the, if you're the Steelers right now, and you know, maybe that's a bad way to it, maybe not the Steelers, but if you're putting your expectations or your goals for the Steelers at this point in the season, it's not, Oh, I hope they make the playoffs. If, if they finish with a winning record, that's a win for the season. It's if they could score 25 points a game for two, three games in a row, even if they lose all of them, that's a good, that's a good stretch of games. You know, if you could up your scoring to 20 points minimum a game, that's a good rest of the season. And you could feel and build off of that. And I think that that's what would change for the Steelers. Yeah. You got to think, unfortunately, this might look, you know, this might make Steelers fans sick because they've, you know, just dealt with things in a different way. They just approach football in a different way for, for so long, but you got to think of a little bit like a tanking team, you know, you're yep. a two and six team. You got to think like a two and six team, you know, if you can, if you can keep losing, make your draft pick better. Wow. Kind of showing signs of life. That's, that's ideal. That's a sweet spot. That's what you're looking for. That's all right now. You hold the third pick in the draft. If you finished with the, if you finish with the sixth pick in the draft and your offense has some light at the end of the tunnel there, by the end mm-hmm. of the season, you're feeling real good about next year because there's no mm-hmm. way, even if you do fire Matt Canada, like, you're not going to go to the Super Bowl with this team. Rookie quarterbacks don't win Super Bowls. We already knew that one. The whole, all those believers that were in our YouTube chat for weeks on end telling us that Kenny Pickett's different than all these rookies and Ben Roethlisberger did this and Josh Allen, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, Kenny Pickett's a normal human being. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl as a rookie, but you could develop him. You could develop the rest of these guys. You could develop the offense a little bit and then, and on top of that, like, what if Mike Sullivan's good? 
what if Mike Sullivan is like a really good offensive coordinator and then you get a chance to say, oh, okay, well, this guy's already here. We might as well keep him as the OC and then, you know, give him a year and see if he works out and then we'll move on to somebody else. Like, I just think that there's so many positives that could come out of this if you make the change and there's just nothing, there's nothing holding, like, can you name one positive of keeping Matt Canada for the rest of the season? Because I can't. Um, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) Can you name, do you, do you, uh, do you believe at all in the notion of, well, you know, you don't want to give him three offensive coordinators in two years because I do not. Well, if like, I don't know if it's like, you don't keep someone for the sake of continuity, especially at this level of football. Like, especially if it's bad continuity, what are you learning? Right. Like what exactly. is it? What you're just you're just like well they're bad, but at least you know they're not three of them. At least it's the same, you know. Like no, yeah, at least not. it's the same. Yeah, no, that doesn't. That's a it's it's an argument that's getting tossed around a lot. But I agree with you. There's just none. There's no positives at this point. You are looking at this team and you're going, the only thing you can do that's positive from here on out is fire Matt Canada and hope that you can build on your offense. You're not going to win games, but hope that you could build enough. To just say, okay, well, you know, we we ended the season facing up forward instead yeah. of facing yeah. forward instead of where they are right now, which is just sinking as fast as humanly possible and waiting for whatever the end is at the end of the season. I don't know. We'll see. I think on Wednesday we might have a little bit more clarity of where the future is going. Hopefully, by the end of the day, this episode is totally ruined and. The Pittsburgh Steelers have made one shocking announcement that gets everybody ramped up. And if you're still a believer in Matt Canada, just go back, watch the film, do whatever you got to do. Just just think about it. Just sit down and think about it. Thank you guys for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or anywhere you get your podcast. Find all of me and mine and Steven's work at AllSteelers.com. We will be back on Wednesday. Enjoy the beginning of your bye week. I think that's it. Peace.